I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, by chance, a friend of mine who's a criminologist sent me an article on social media scams to avoid, and I just thought this would be a good follow-up to the show we had last week when Jeannie West shared those many strange friend requests that she was getting on her Facebook account. Right, and I must admit that has happened to me, too, so I understand that. But from what she was telling us, these sounded like the kind of friend requests that could lead to a romance scam. That's right, and social media, as we know, is a great way for criminals to get information about us and lure unsuspecting victims into a scam. And since we know that having information is the best way to avoid getting scammed, Here's some social media frauds that we really do need to know about. The first one I'm going to talk about is the card cracking or card popping scam. Card cracking or card popping? I don't think I've heard of that one. How does it work? I know, it's a strange name. Apparently, fraudsters use social media sites like like Instagram, Snapchat, or Facebook to run ads or contact victims directly. And they promise supposedly legitimate ways to make big money fast. The scammers will often pose as bank officials, maybe from your own bank. They offer to pay victims money if the victim will allow checks to be run through their account. And, of course, in order to do that, the scammers need your bank account numbers or your PIN numbers to deposit those checks. Well, that does sound a little scary. In fact, it sounds like money laundering. What is the victim supposed to do with a check? Well, you're right, Patty. It probably is money laundering because you are supposed to transfer the funds to a third party, either by direct transfer or wire transfer. And here's the real tip-off. You are told that if the bank calls you to confirm that the transaction was legitimate, you need to tell the bank that your debit card was either lost or stolen. Now, there's a big red flag lying to your own bank. Of course, the first red flag is the promise to make big money fast, followed by the scammer asking for your banking information. Right. And as we have said many, many times, never give personal or financial information over the phone to someone you don't know. So the second scam that this article warns us about is the financial institution affiliate scam. Big name. This is when someone on social media reaches out claiming to be a partner or affiliate of your bank and offering better rates. So let's say on a loan you might have with that bank. What the scammer is doing is fishing for your financial information so they can apply for a loan in your name. So the rule of thumb is never give out your financial information, even to someone claiming to be associated with your own bank. That's right. Now, another one is the credit repair scam. Again, an ad might appear on social media that promises a new credit identity. 
And many of these ads guarantee that they can get rid of negative credit information on your credit report or they can increase your credit score. Be very careful. No one can guarantee this. Are there any red flags to warn people that they might not be working with a legit company? Yes. The Federal Trade Commission says to be wary, insist that you pay them before they do any work for you, or if they tell you not to contact the credit reporting companies directly, or if they tell you to dispute information on your credit report, even if you know it's accurate, and if they tell you to give false information on your application for credit. All of those things should raise your suspicions. Those are all big red flags that you are not dealing with a legitimate company. The U.S. Department of Justice publishes a list of approved credit counseling agencies by state. So you can Google U.S. Department of Justice and get that list. And that's the safest way to go. Oh, thank you, Vicki. And now for my favorite part of the show, the good news. <laughs> and I've got some good news, and this is kind of an interesting story. So here's the headline. Chino woman scammed of $36,000, nearly $21,000 recovered after police served search warrant in San Diego. So here's what happened. The Chino police were called out to a person's home because of a possible scam. A 65-year-old female had already given approximately $36,000 in cash to somebody claiming to be her nephew. So here we go again with the grandparent scam. And uh, this scammer stated that he needed assistance to bail him out of jail. Now, apparently the scammer was asking for cash money and somebody was going to come pick it up. So the officers set up a surveillance around the victim's home and they saw the courier arrive to collect the money. They quickly detained him and he cooperated with the investigation and he provided some details about packages that he had picked up for other suspects dating back to January 2020. And apparently he hand-delivered those packages to a second residence in San Diego. The officers actually found that residence in San Diego. They served a search warrant on that house and they found evidence that there were 12 more addresses the courier had shipped packages to since January. And apparently the scammers targeted widowed elderly females. So this is a perfect example of how money laundering works and these money mules work. The first line are the couriers. They pick up the cash from the victim. They then take the money to a second location that's the secondary person involved, and then that person delivers the money to various scammers operating throughout the country or overseas. So I thought this was a pretty amazing story. They not only tracked this scammer down, but they actually collected money. Wow, that's a great example, Vicki. Thank you for sharing it. It's really quite an operation, really big business. Big, big business, absolutely. So if someone is worried that they've been scammed or they're worried about a friend or relative or they just want to get advice, how can they reach you? Here's my number, area code 
805-568-2442. That's 805-568-2442. And Patty, I'd also like to tell our listeners about a great resource that I just found out about. I didn't actually didn't just find out about it, but I just got much more detailed information about it by going to a uh, Zoom webinar. It is the National Elder Fraud Hotline. I will give you the number and feel free to call me if you don't have a chance to write this down and you'd like to contact them, but the number is 833-372-8300. And you can use this fraud hotline to report fraud, to get help from a case manager who can help you through the reporting process. For example, they can help you fill out the forms to report to the FBI or the Federal Trade Commission. And this hotline will also connect you with helpful resources on a case-by-case basis. And you will actually get a live person on the line. That was the first question I asked at this webinar. If somebody calls, will they actually talk to a live person? And I was assured yes, and they are there to help. So I thought this was a great resource. I was very excited about it. I'll give that Thank number you. again. Yes. Yeah. It's 833-372-8311. Thank you, Vicki, for sharing that resource. I really appreciate it. And it is so nice to be able to talk to a real life person. We all get so tired of talking to, a, you know, a recording. A recording, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, Vicki, I look forward to next week. And thank you so much for keeping us informed about the scams that are going around so that we can be prepared and aware. Thank you, Patty. Until next yeah. time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.